Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Wake up, West Georgia. We're back. We are back. It's your favorite morning podcast. It is the Morning Five for Tuesday, December 27th, 2022. And as always, it's brought to you by the Perry and Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey, life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Perry and Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E-N-O-W.com. Local lawyers, catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. Today is National Fruitcake Day. And Bryce, I don't know about you, but fruitcake, I cannot stand. I cannot I stand it. I don't think I've ever had it, but I'm gonna. I'm with you on this one. I, uh, I don't think it would be something that I would enjoy. Not a, not a big fruitcake fan. I've seen, I've seen what they look like, and I've been to places that have had them. I've never tried it, but yeah, I, I'm a thousand percent with you on this one, man. I, I would not try it, and I would probably not be a fan if I did try it. Yeah, it's just no, mm-mm, mm-mm, no, 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 no. My mother-in-law had one the other day, and she's like, "Oh, love them." I'm like, "You can have this one. Good for you. Yeah, you you can have all the fruit cakes. I will give you all the fruit cakes I find, and they can be all yours." So it's uh, 363 days left till Christmas. Yeah, we restart the counter now. Um, 363 days and left left until Christmas and only two weeks left of NFL regular season. So that is uh, that's kind of, it's kind of sad, man. This is the this is the sad part of the year, like end of January, beginning of February. And for what we're going into, it's a, uh, you know, football season sort of winding down for everybody, including the NFL. Christmas is over. New Year's is over. And it's just the bleak, dark cold of winter until we get uh, the beautiful spring recesses of Braves baseball in a couple months. Uh, it's uh, four days until the Peach Bowl, and that's something to look forward to right now. Yeah, I can't wait. I got to uh, prepare my liver again. Uh, I'm gonna have to drink <laughs> quite a bit of water in between now and uh, when we leave for the Peach Bowl. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, it, that a lot of water, a lot of water, and a lot of uh, a lot of high protein food are gonna need to be consumed in between today and the Peach Bowl. All right, so as Br- as Bryce mentioned, uh, let's get to the Braves. The Braves, uh, <laughs> Esme is no longer a member of the Braves. He is a member of the Chicago Cubs. And I know a lot of people were waiting on on Bryce for this. So this is, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not really surprised. We kind of saw the writing on the wall with Dansby's wife uh, playing for the Chicago um soccer club um and so it kind of this was kind of something i I kind of foresaw um but it still sucks to see him go um 177 mil is a good bit of money and i mean alex anthopolis basically came out and said you know it was just more than what we offered and there's nothing we could do yeah, nothing they can do because if they offered more money, they'd be over the salary cap, which uh, you don't want to go over to the salary cap in baseball. Oh, wait, no, 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 no salary cap. 
Uh, you can offer him whatever you want to offer him because there's no salary cap, Alex Anthopoulos, and that would happen if we had owners who weren't just worried about the bottom line and making money. If they were worried about actually bringing, you know, good free agents to our club, then they wouldn't care how much they were. From what I heard, Billy, I don't know if this is true or not. I don't know if this is Twitter fodder, fodder but I heard that we were about $70 million off the Cubbies offer. Have you heard that yeah. at all? It was six. We offered six years at 100 mil. What a slap in the face to Dansby. What an absolute slap in the face to Dansby. I would have pooped inside of a Tupperware box and sent it to the Braves' front office for a Christmas present. $100 million, $77 million off of what the Cubbies offered. And I heard that he would have taken a team-friendly deal, but, I mean, that's almost that's almost half the money that the Cubs offered. It's So uh, we're starting to see what the M.O. is from Alex Anthopoulos. It's when these guys become free agents, we're not going to resign them. We'll resign them before they're free agents to a club-friendly deal. But once that club-friendly deal is up, we're not going to resign them. We'll let them go somewhere else and go play baseball and, and you know contribute to other teams. Now, I don't think Dansby, by any stretch of the imagination, is going to make the Cubs a World Series team. Um, and, and Dansby's now paid like a top five shortstop in the entire uh, in the entire MLB, which, I, you know, is he a top five shortstop? I don't know. Maybe. I, you know, possibly. But, uh, yeah, that, that was a complete slap in the face, in my opinion, to Dansby from the Braves front office with $100 million. I mean, that's that's half. That's half of what the Cubs offered him and only one year shorter. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm extremely frustrated with this Braves front office. I know we won a World Series two years ago, um, but I, we haven't addressed the need in, in left field. Um, uh, we, we haven't addressed the need at shortstop now. I know Von Grissom's been practicing down in – Florida with uh, Ron uh, Washington, so that's that's our stopgap for now. And so, Wash, Wash is very very impressed with them. Yeah, that, but he says that he's not going to say that he's not impressed. There's not an option B of what Ron's going to say. If Ron Washington wasn't going to come out and say, "Oh nope, Von Grissom's been playing like doo doo down here and he can't play shortstop." He's not going to say that. <laughs> the only option was for him to come out and say, "Oh yeah, dude, Von Grissom's been great. He's going to win a Gold Glove next year." And I'm not saying Ron Washington isn't being truthful. I'm just saying that that was the only option for Ron Washington to say. Like, he's not going to come out and say, yeah, you know this kid that I've been personally training down here for a month? He's terrible. He's awful. I, I, I can't get him to play shortstop. So, you know, maybe Von Grissom is going to play great, possibly. But I'm just beginning to really worry about the way AA does business. And trade-wise and team-friendly uh, contract extension-wise, he's great at but well, I say he's great after that stupid trade he made earlier for that defensive catcher. Um, but the, the trend is if you don't re-sign uh, an extension with the Braves while you're with the Braves in a very club-friendly extension, once you become a free agent, the Braves are going to let you walk. And it's terrifying because Max Freed and Ronald Acuna will be free agents in the coming years. We still got a while from Ronald Acuna. We still got a while. We got three years, right? Three or four. Yeah, I think it's 2028. 20, oh, 28. For some reason, I was thinking it was 25. No, no, no. no. We still got a while for him. Really? Yeah, it was a 10 year deal. I thought it was only a seven year deal. <laughs> no. Oh, all right. All right. Uh, let's get to the Falcons. Um, I'm not really happy to do this. Well, yeah, it is what it is. Uh, Falcons go to during, during our break and um, have been officially eliminated from the playoffs. Um, not really surprised. This is something that um, I, I think I kind of saw 
on the wall at the beginning of the year that we would never even be close to the playoffs. But because the NFC South has been, as Bryce says, doo-doo um, this year, it's this is what I kind of pictured. Uh, but fight that they've put up this year, you know, I guess in against uh, some teams have been have good to see. But Desmond Ritter has been a rookie quarterback. Um, he's not been as, you know, he's not been what you kind of expected. He's not been worse than expected. He's just been a rookie quarterback, but he's getting playing time. And that's, I think that's more beneficial than putting out a, um, a 10 year vet in Marcus. Well, not even a 10 year vet, an eight year vet in Marcus Mariota. Yeah. And you have to. You know, starting Ritter for the Falcons wasn't about winning games. It was about seeing what you had in a rookie quarterback and if he could be a viable candidate going forward. Now, his first start down in New Orleans was, it wasn't great. Um, 97 yards, 13 for 26, no touchdowns, no interceptions, but he could have had, honestly, if the Saints DBs had any hands whatsoever, he could have easily had three picks. I mean, he had a 33.1 QBR. Looked a little bit better in, in the uh, Baltimore game. Obviously, you're going to look better the more time you get, more time you played. Um, 22 for 33, still no tuds, still no interceptions. 51.5 QBR, so that is improving. I like his his decision making. In my opinion, was better than Ritter's, or yeah, uh, better than uh, Mariota's. And his Mariota could scramble too, but I feel like once Ritter gets out of the pocket, Ritter can actually make dynamic plays down the field as to where Mariota was sort of just a scramble, get out of bounds for two or three yards. I think Ritter has much better wheels than Mariota. So, you know, it, is Mariota going to be the guy going forward? I don't I don't think the Falcons should spend a first-round draft pick on a quarterback in the draft this year. Um, but I also don't think that Ritter is going to be your long-term answer at quarterback. I, I think he's a good stopgap for, you know, maybe a year or two until you get – a top five pick when when you have a good quarterback class, and maybe that's two or three years from now. But um, but uh, you know, I think I think we saw what a lot of people expected out of Desmond Ritter some some good plays, some bad plays. But uh, I, I think he has proven that the fact that he is an NFL quarterback and if if he matures a little bit and you know learns this offense a bit more, you give him a full off season of, of working with this team. I think he could be a viable candidate for a starting position uh, for the Falcons next year. I don't think they're going to go to the playoffs or win a Super Bowl with Desmond Ritter, um, but I, I think he can be a starting quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, it's... You need to build up the defense, and the defense still looks like crap. Um, I mean, they're playing better, but they're, they're, they still look like crap. Um, the offensive line needs help. Wide receivers need a lot of help. They need to get separation, which they're not getting outside of maybe... London Drake um, or Drake London um, you know it's just there's a lot of things that need to happen for the Falcons that just aren't happening this year so it, it is what it is you know as a Falcon uh, fan you hate it but I'll tell you one thing that's promising for the Falcons do you know who led the Falcons in passing against the Ravens I'm assuming it was Ritter right Desmond Ritter rookie do you know who led the Falcons in rushing against the Ravens? Uh, Algier? Yep. What is he? Rookie. Bingo. Do you know who led 
the Falcons in receiving against the Ravens? Rick London. Bingo. What is he? Another rookie. You got a rookie quarterback, rookie running back, and a rookie wide receiver all leading your team in categories against the Ravens last week. That's that's very very promising. That is a nice little uh, nice little base to start building upon for the Falcons. If I'm if I'm Arthur Blank, I'm not touching anything with the coaching staff or anything like that. I'm not. I'm still giving Arthur Smith another several years for me. Sure, because he he deserves it, um, especially the way that the team has fought this year for him. I, I'm 1,000% on board with you right there. Uh, I think Arthur Smith has done a... I think Arthur Smith is a very good non-game day coach. You give me Monday through Saturday, and I think Arthur Smith uh, Arthur Smith does a really good job of getting an under-talented Atlanta Falcons team ready to play and compete on Sunday. On Sunday, though, or Thursday, Saturday, Monday, whenever they play... I'm not a huge fan of a lot of his decision-making. I don't think he's a fantastic game manager for a lot of the decisions that are being made on the offensive side, when to go for it, when not to go for it. I don't like a lot of his calls in those situations. Um, But non-game day coaching, I think he does a great job of getting this team ready to play. And I I mean, some of the games they're in, there's no reason they should compete with these teams. Just the talent factor between the the Falcons and and some of these other teams that they play like there's no reason that there's no reason the Falcons should have beat the 49ers you know at the beginning of the season zero reason I mean you look at the Seahawks there's no reason they should have beat them not only did so, they beat the 49ers they beat the pants off the 49ers 28-14 yeah they beat them by two tuts you know and, and I mean they hung around with the Bengals for a while the Bengals took care of business but they hung around with them for a while uh you know the Chargers who look really good right now they only lost to three points so this, this Falcons team is not far off from being able to compete. Now, once again, they're not going to win a Super Bowl next year, but uh, yeah, they're, they're, not, they're not terribly far off from being a competitive team. And the way the NFC South looks right now, the next five years are up for grabs. Like nobody has a plan right now in the NFC South for the next five years. So if Atlanta can get a jump start on this draft and get ahead of the game, then it'll, be, it'll pay off dividends uh, for the next half decade. I think, and this is something that you and I have got to discuss too later on. But you know, when we when we host a draft party this year, I believe the Falcons will be a top ten pick, maybe even top five. Um, especially if at the final couple of weeks end up the way that I think it will. Let's see. Right now, the Falcons would pick one, two, three, four, five. They would pick number six. Yeah, and if we lose yeah. the last two weeks of the season. Um. Yeah, I think we yeah m- might get better. But hey, maybe they'll draft another wide receiver. <clears throat> maybe. All right. We were a big uh, fan of that last year. <laughs> Don't get me started. <laughs> uh, Hawks uh, go three and one during our break, um, which is a very good thing. They looked good. They played really deep, good defense, um, and the offense was was really strong too. So, getting Dejounte Murray back helps tremendously it's amazing how much better the offense flows with him um but the rumors are out there about trey being traded and that's interesting yeah that's uh what you what you said is all true uh dejounte coming back is great bogey has just played his absolute lights out uh the past couple of games in the starting lineup he looks great um 
Trey looks like Trey. I mean, he looks fantastic. He put up 37 the other night versus the Magic. And oh, what did he do against? I think he put up 20-something against Detroit. But so so Trey and DeJounte, once we're healthy, once this team is healthy, we are a really, really good lineup. But we went through a stretch where we had like four or five starters out. So I, I wasn't putting up too much stock in that. We're over 500 again. One game over 500, but we're over 500. The Trey getting traded stuff is... Dude, that's really, really disheartening. Um, it was uh, released from a rival GM, apparently, that said that if the Hawks don't get better, then Trey Young might uh, request a trade, might might be requested to be traded away from Atlanta. Instead of him staying here and trying to build something here, he, he would get traded away. And I, I don't see that happening, Billy, because... Trey can do just about whatever he wants here with no repercussions. He runs this franchise. He is he is the biggest star the Hawks have had since Dominique Wilkins. And I don't think he is going to get traded away because of the free reign that they give him. I mean, they've, they've done just about everything they can other than going over the luxury tax to bring talent into Atlanta to play with Trey. I mean, we've seen the trades go down. We, see, we saw the thing for DeJounte Murray re-signing John Collins in the offseason, bring in Clint Capella for a trade a couple years ago. Um, really, the only thing that they've done that, have, that kind of pissed me off is not re-sign Kevin Herter just because they didn't want to go into the luxury tax. So that's a bit disheartening, but I feel like everything the Hawks have done to bring in talent around Trey has been because of, of Trey has requested it. And I just, I don't see a world where Trey Young is going to request a trade away from Atlanta. Uh, and the only the only reason that that could pop up is the rift between him and Nate. And I, I mean, I'll be honest with you, the, the front office is going to side with Nate on that one. I don't understand why, but that is the rumor coming out of the front office of the Hawks is that if it comes down between Trey and Nate, for some reason, they're going to pick Nate McMillan. I don't understand it whatsoever. Nate McMillan has no offensive bone in his body. He's he's literally one of the worst head coaches you could ever pair with Trey Young and, and we see what the uh, we see what Trey and the Hawks are doing. So uh, the only world and I could, I could see where Trey does request a trade, it's not because of the talent that's around him on the roster, it is because of his rift uh in between him and Nate McMillan. Yeah. And the other in other news for the Atlanta Hawks, Travis Schlenk will be taking a uh, advisory role in the front office as opposed to being head of basketball operations. This That was weird. I didn't yeah. see that coming. Yeah, I didn't either. Um, it's it's strange, and I'm, I'm not sure how to feel about it. You know what I mean? Right. It's, he Travis Schlenk has done a pretty good job of uh, as being the GM, in my opinion, I know it's not been great, but it's been it's been pretty solid. Um, so I don't know, man. It's it's weird, and it, it sucks. And and hopefully, um, and I, it's too early, guys. And it's been a minute since we did the podcast, so I apologize. But the the current GM, which I've forgotten his name. I, I don't remember. I don't, I don't know his name. <laughs> yeah. Don't ask me. He's, uh, he's, let's hope he can, uh, continue what Travis Schlenk has done. Yeah. Who was GM when the DeJounte Murray trade went down? Was that Schlenk or was that the new guy? New guy. New guy. Let's see what his name is. I don't remember his name. 
Landry Fields. Yes. He looks like uh he looks like a little bit darker version of um Adam Sandler. He looks a lot like Adam Sandler in this picture. It's crazy. Landry Fields. So Landry Fields was the GM when they made the DeJounte Murray trade then, right? Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. So yeah, odd odd timing on this on the uh move, but maybe it was something to do with like the fiscal year ending or the the end of the year and they wanted to do something with the books next year. I don't know. There's probably something more behind it that has absolutely nothing to do with basketball. But the Hawks three and one on our on our little break. Yeah. Which is really good. Billy, let's get to the Marine South scoreboard, folks. We have way too many scores to run down from our break. Um hey, we yeah. have ten yeah. Ten minutes off it's it's tough because there was a lot of uh of good things that happened over the break. Um a lot of basketball scores a lot of wrestling um there was just it's just too much to break down we're back um and we will make sure that moving forward it'll be completely covered yeah you'll get the uh, typical crappy coverage that we provide you every single day so <laughs> look forward to that on the stump at games and events calendar for today girls basketball mount zion at herd at six and in boys mount zion at herd at 7 30 then in the association the Hawks are at the Pacers at 7.30. Bryce, you need another cup of coffee? Oh, dude. You have <laughs> no idea how much coffee I need. <laughs> Poor Bryce is struggling this morning. It is It is rough. In the, the longer I sit here, <laughs> my body is rejecting the fact that I am awake right now. And uh, it is not. I mean, my elbows hurt. My arms hurt. I got a crick in my neck somehow over the past minute. Uh, my voice is about to go. Yeah, it's um rough night. Very, very rough night. All right. Uh, Broncos fire head coach Hackett after a 4-11 and start to the season. They give him 15 games, Bryce. Are you surprised by this? Uh, no, I'm not, honestly, because you trade for uh, Russell Let's Ride Wilson. Uh, Mr. Unlimited. Let's ride. And uh, let's ride Broncos country. Let's ride into the playoffs with a top five pick, which I don't, we don't even have because we traded it away for Russell Wilson. Um, no, I'm not surprised at all about it. They, they brought in Russell Wilson to win, and that team should have won more, and they didn't win at all. Uh, that, <laughs> that was a, a terrible experiment that failed. So I don't know who they're going to get in there, but I, I, I think they put a lot of the blame on Hackett, but I think Russell Wilson... I think he just might be washed, man. Yeah, somebody somebody tweeted yesterday that said that Russell Wilson should just retire after this past game because it's there's it's not going to get better. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't disagree with that. Honestly, I uh, I don't disagree with that. Uh, Dolphins to uh, Tua is back in the concussion protocol after losing to the Packers uh, this past weekend. That sucks. Um, and that sucks for Miami, but it, it. What's that? His third time he's been in the concussion protocol this year. Third, do the third Ish. or fourth. It sucks, man. Not good. Uh, the the Nets keeping it quote about basketball unquote as streak hits nine. They've been hot in the East right now, and that's that's something yeah. to, to worry about. <laughs> They have been on fire. Yeah, I'm not worried about it. Hawks are better. I, I, you know, I'm fine with it. We're a better team. Yeah. Sure. I'm going to keep believing that until we lose to them. But uh, Haw- yeah, Hawks better team. Went healthy. Hawks are better team. Both uh, both 
Georgia and Ohio State are now firmly in Atlanta. They have landed into Atlanta. They will be they will spend the next week here prepping for the Peach Bowl on Saturday. As we mentioned, Bryce and I will be there. So, you know, I wouldn't say we'll have, you know, ridiculous coverage, but we'll be there. Yeah, I'll, I will. I will physically be in the building. Um, well, I don't know if I'll be able to take pictures or tweet or comprehend anything going on. Uh, but I will physically be in the building. Uh, where do you think they're? Where do you think they're practicing at, Billy? I don't know. Um, that's that's a really good question. I was thinking about that too. Uh, I'm sure the University of Buford has offered up uh, their their services. That's kind uh, of far, though. Isn't if they're staying at like downtown Atlanta? I mean, that's that's an hour, hour and a half of four hundred, right? Or eighty five? I mean, is Buford really an hour, an hour and a half? Oh, traffic, yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely, <laughs> yeah. It depends on when they practice. If they practice, you know, at, at noon, maybe they can get up there in like 30, 45 minutes. But yeah, if they're practicing at five o'clock in the afternoon or in the morning, buddy, that's, hell, that might be two hours. Um, yeah, I wonder. I wonder if there's anywhere. I wonder if Georgia. Uh, I wonder if Georgia State has an indoor facility uh, i i would doubt that but oh, yeah i'm trying to run through my i'm trying to rack my brain i don't i don't know oh yeah that'd be interesting to figure out whether where they're practicing at and then uh finally today on this day in 1974 the 40th heisman trophy w- was awarded and is given to ohio state running back archie griffin hey, there you go arch yeah. good job that was his first right 74 was his first 75 was his second yes only two time, only two time, two time, two time Heisman Trophy winner. Although Herschel Walker should have won it twice. That's I will. That's true. Yeah, I will one thousand percent argue that Herschel Walker should be right up there with Archie Griffin with a two time Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as of now, the only two time Heisman Trophy winner, and you know Caleb Williams looks to possibly break that next year. Yeah, we'll see how that works out too. Yeah, hasn't worked out too well for anybody that's tried to repeat. No, there's not. I mean, there's been a couple of times that the the winner has been in the finalist, but I mean, I think there's been moments that it's clearly been the other person. Yeah, Timothy Tebow came came pretty close. Yeah, 2009 was it 2009? No, it was uh, it was six, wasn't it? 06, 06 and 07? Freshman year, so I'm getting 07-08. 07-08, I guess. Something like that, somewhere around there. Yeah. Sounds good to me. We'll roll with it. Bryce, you got anything else? Oh, no. I need some water and coffee and <laughs> an IV, maybe a cheeseburger. Bryce is struggling this morning, folks. It's rough. It's rough, buddy. My whole body is hurting. <laughs> my, my whole body. Now my knees have started to hurt, so... Yeah, and I can't turn my head either. I'm I'm sitting here like a like a robot. Can't turn my can't turn my neck. Can't turn my head. I'm stuffed up. Eyes are groggy. Rough morning. Rough morning, folks. All right, for Bryce Sparling, I'm Billy Lindall. Have a great rest of your Tuesday, everybody. We will talk to you all tomorrow, same time, same place. Shake your neighbors. Just shake them. Shake your neighbors.